The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. You're listening to the VPM Daily Newscast, the recap of today's top stories in Central Virginia. From the VPM Newsroom in Richmond, I'm Benjamin Dolly. Virginia education officials estimate it will cost around $25 billion to replace all school buildings that are over 50 years old. And while this year's budget proposals don't come close to that investment, there's bipartisan interest to start chipping away at the problem. Megan Pauley reports. Richmond Senator Jennifer McClellan's six-year-old daughter attends William Fox Elementary, which was recently destroyed in a three-alarm fire. The last two years of her life, which is a third of her life, have been full of disruption and change, and, you know, that's hard. Fox is among the nearly three-quarters of Richmond schools that are at least 50 years old. McClellan has been leading budget discussions about how the state can better help districts like Richmond build new schools. They primarily rely on property taxes and debt. And for many localities, especially our fiscal stress localities, they're at debt capacity and they just can't raise enough money through property taxes to pay for all of their needs. The Senate budget proposes half a billion dollars in cash grants, while the House wants to fund a $2 billion loan rebate program. It would provide some funding to help districts pay off existing debt in order to take on new projects. McClellan says if she gets her way, the final budget will have a mix of grants and loans to allow localities to choose the financing option that works best for them. Megan Pauley, BPM News. It may soon be easier for students and small businesses to participate in internship programs. The full General Assembly unanimously passed a bill to expand financial aid and work-study programs for interns. It also directs the State Council on Higher Education and other agencies to study where there are gaps in resources already provided by the state to businesses working with interns. The bill's sponsor, Senator Ghazala Hashmi from Chesterfield, says this measure will help students who might not have the financial means to participate in these programs. The legislation is now awaiting the governor's signature. Virginia lawmakers are working behind closed doors to finalize a bill that would restrict some criminal investigation files from public records requests. According to the Virginia Mercury, the legislation would undo a recently passed transparency law requiring law enforcement to share some closed files. Lawmakers have proposed changing this part of the state's Freedom of Information Act to only allow victims' families and lawyers access to these records, they say, to protect sensitive information. Opponents to the bill say it prevents accountability for police and prosecutors. Richmond police are investigating an incident between a white officer and a black woman that took place earlier this week at a family dollar. The officer was called because the store manager thought the woman was shoplifting. While no stolen items were found, according to the Richmond Times-Dispatch, a video from a bystander shows the officer holding the woman on the floor as she said she cannot breathe. The woman was charged with felony assault of a police officer after she allegedly did not comply with the investigation. RPD says the officer involved is still on duty and is cooperating as the department reviews what happened. Next Monday, the City of Petersburg government offices and facilities will reopen to the public for the first time in two years. These include museums, the area transit station, and the public library. 
The library briefly reopened last August but shut its doors when COVID-19 cases began to surge, according to the Progress Index. However, the library did provide limited drive-through service. City officials are asking visitors and employees to continue wearing masks and practice physical distancing in buildings. Budget-friendly Breeze Airways is adding several new routes out of the Norfolk Airport, and they're all non-stop. Catherine Hafner from partner station WHRO has the details. Here's where the new Breeze routes will take you starting this summer. Jacksonville, Savannah, Los Angeles, and Las Vegas. The announcement this week for Norfolk is part of a major nationwide expansion. Breeze is a startup from the founder of JetBlue. The new flights start between late May and early August, depending on the city. They cost between $49 to $199 each way. And as the Norfolk Airport notes, the nicest fares have to be booked by this Friday. That was Catherine Hafner reporting. A historic social club founded by African-American men in Richmond's Jackson Ward has been listed for sale. According to Richmond BizSense, the Detoifel Club was founded in the 1930s. It became a gathering place for black men and eventually women at a time when African-Americans weren't allowed in white social clubs. Initially called the Devil's Club, the name changed after some members returned from fighting in World War II and learned the German word for devil was de Teufel. The current owners are asking for more than $1 million for the building. They hope the site can be turned into a grocery store or restaurant. The VPM News team is taking a deeper look at issues debated in the General Assembly in a series called Capital in Focus. Governor Glenn Youngkin was elected on a promise to give Virginians a tax break, but he's got to get buy-in from state lawmakers before the end of the General Assembly session, which is expected to wrap up this weekend. Whitney Evans reports. Last week, Governor Glenn Youngkin made another stop on his tax relief tour. This time he was in Fredericksburg, speaking to supporters at a local auto body shop called Iron Pig Off-Road. Youngkin said they're paying too much to live in Virginia, as evidenced by a multi-billion dollar budget surplus. We have record levels of revenue coming into state government. Why? Because we're overtaxing Virginians. While a VPM News analysis shows state taxes have remained relatively stable since the 90s, overtaxing was a bedrock of Youngkin's campaign. He asked residents and business owners there what they plan to do with the money they'll get back next year under his plan. Who's got, what are you going to do with $1,500? Shop. Shop. I love it. What's this? Student loans. Good for you. Yes. Okay, long weekend with your husband. Good for you, good for you and your husband. Youngkin says the typical Virginia family will get back about $1,500. He wants to do this by eliminating the grocery tax, increasing the standard deduction, and sending one-time payments to individuals and families. The Virginia House of Delegates and the Senate both have tax relief proposals that they'll have to reconcile by the end of the week. Youngkin supports the House plan, which doubles the standard deduction, and gives between three and $600 back to tax filers in the form of rebates. That's less money the state has to invest in services and resources, says Ashley Kenneth. She's president of the Commonwealth Institute for Fiscal Analysis. You know, Virginia is a high capacity but a low effort state. We're a top 10 state in terms of household income and capacity to invest in our families and our future. So we're a bottom 10 state in how we fund many areas of core services. And Kenneth says the tax breaks won't reach the state's lowest earners, many of whom are not eligible for rebates. Really the only way to give significant tax support to low-income families is by making the earned income tax credit 
fully refundable. The tax relief Kenneth is referencing would put an average of $500 back into the hands of struggling families. The earned income tax credit is included in the Senate's budget plan and would cost a fraction of the House's standard deduction plan. Emily Griffey is chief policy officer with Voices for Virginia's Children. Her organization also backs the Senate's proposal. Like Kenneth, she sees deep tax cuts as a missed opportunity to fund services, like addressing Virginia's growing demand for mental health treatment, especially among children. This is the moment. This is the time where we need to start investing in our children's mental health systems and making them stronger. Recent polls show most Virginians would rather spend the state's surplus on services instead of taking a tax cut. The nonprofit Freedom Virginia released a survey this week showing 65 percent of Virginia voters want to spend the extra money on education. Back at Iron Pig in Fredericksburg, Youngkin told supporters Virginia can do both. We know there's critical investments we have to make. We want to invest in law enforcement salaries and training. We want to invest in our schools. We want to invest in our behavioral health system that's broken. We can do that and we can cut taxes at the same time. But if Youngkin wants to make those investments, he'll have to do it with $3 billion less under the House plan. Right now, the decision is up to the General Assembly, which is expected to wrap up its work in the next few days. Whitney Evans, VPM News. This has been the VPM Daily Newscast. Some of these stories may have changed since the newscast was recorded. You can stay connected to what matters by heading to vpm.org news or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at MyVPM. VPM. There are so many issues playing out in RVA. I mean, pretty much anyone will tell you. There's definitely a lot of poverty. Finding affordable housing. Traffic, public transportation. Climate change and heat islands. Trying to find childcare in Richmond area. I'm Rich Marr, host of a new VPM podcast called RVA's Got Issues. Listen to the podcast starting May 22nd. Do you have issues with RVA? Haven't found out yet. (laughs) Okay, good. (laughs) 